Purpose Highway is a space for discussions that drive connections toward people's highest purpose to build a better self and a better world. Join me for season one, where I start to uncover stories of entrepreneurs and thinkers that are making an impact. I'm your host, Scott Mason, and enjoy today's episode. Greetings, everybody. This is Scott Mason back for another episode of my podcast, and it is good to see you again. We have yet another extraordinary guest in the house today, the one and only Michelle Gay. Michelle Gay, in addition to being just someone that I am a fan of, has a six-degree black belt in full-contact karate. She has founded a dojo in Manhattan. She is an author. She is also the founder of an anti-harassment company by the name of Self Offense. While doing all of that, she is also a mom (laughs) and an unbelievably inspiring good-hearted human being. And Michelle, there are so many things about you and your life that are just embedded in this bio that we could be talking about for hours and hours and hours. But I wanted to drive the audience's attention to something that I think is truly extraordinary about you and that I learn, have learned from and I try and live myself every day. And that is someone who is self-accountable. You know, Our earliest conversations when we met many, many, many years ago at this point, um, there had been a scheduling snafu. And it probably actually was my fault. (laughs) But one of the things that I remember about you was that you jumped in right away and were like, you know what, this was my fault. I messed up. That was very shocking to me. Because as you know, at that time, I had just been coming out of nearly 20 years of large organizational life. And the idea of saying you were responsible for something, for holding yourself accountable for your mistakes was radical to me. And you did it so openly, so casual, casually with a laugh. Um, And that's something I have observed in every phase of the many variants of the relationships that you and I have had together over the years. And so when it comes to one of the core things that I want to talk about in this podcast and and have as something for listeners and people watching it to chew on, being accountable for our mistakes, owning them, making them, and then understanding that we are there for each other, that we learn from them and can build each other up is something I think is absolutely um, critical importance. Talk to me about exactly how you came to that and whether your martial arts training has anything to do with that, by the way. Great. First of all, Scott, it is so great to be with you. I'm just delighted, like crazy to be with you. Are not mutual fan clubs the very best? Love, love, love. (laughs) And listeners, we love you too. Yeah, we do. You're included. Um, So, uh, you know, the, the, First of all, I don't specifically remember that, but I'm not surprised. And um, I'm not surprised because what I've learned is in in life is that with, you know, the Spider-Man um, 
Spider-Man, Spidey's uncle says, you know, with great power comes great responsibility. Well, it's also true the other way around. With responsibility comes power. Mm. So when, when I can hold myself accountable and own m- my actions, the actions that, you know, maybe are mistakes and, and or, you know, whatever my actions are, when I own them, then I have all the power. If I'm making you wrong for something, then in blaming you for um, a mistake, then I don't have any power. It's like I can't actually access any Mm. difference there. So I can't make you do anything. So if I can own it and, and, you know, where I, where I come from is that I always can own what's happening in my life or what's not happening in my life. And often that's a creation. It's not the truth. Um, then I have the power. And then the other thing I've noticed is that when I can do that, it gives people the space to look for themselves and own it for themselves. Mm. So then it's not like I have the power and you don't. It's no, I have the power and you have an opportunity to claim power for yourself. Right, right, right. And I think that that's really interesting because it goes as to what you might or might not agree is a theme in your career. Everything that you're talking about, and it's interesting that the concept of taking ownership ownership of mistakes would go so quickly into this theme of having power. Mm -hmm. Um, And one of the things that's interesting about what you are saying, by the way, because power and power dynamics, in my opinion, have had a bit of a bad rap because culturally we tend to view power and power dynamics not as merely an expression of human agency but and through a lens of domination yeah but what i see with you and particularly with self-offense and maybe you could even talk a little about talk a little bit about self-offense when we go into this part of the conversation is a theme of reclaiming agency um for instance you do self-defense work for women in your martial arts school. And in fact, you had me play the villain at one of your self, <laughs> self-defense trainings. But you did very well. Oh, yeah, <laughs> right. Um, acting out the dominance <laughs> that I actively don't believe in. <laughs> but you know, fantasy is, I guess, a good way to, to imagine, your, to develop empathy, maybe. <laughs> That's right, you wanna get the opportunity to express your full humanity safely. Exactly. Next time I'll come to one of those dressed as Darth Vader and we'll just take it to a whole other level. (laughs) But I would be curious to hear as to maybe a little bit about the origins of some of your thinking and your commitment to um, bringing about a deeper sense of agency within people and how you feel that that connects to power dynamics generally. This is so exciting because I've never actually until this moment thought of it like this, but self-defense is a reaction to you're already you know under attack you're already let's say a victim and um we're so we create you know we we kept we created self-offense as a another place to uh stand in the interaction in that power dynamic that you're talking about, right? Because assault and harassment, let's say that they're the, the particularly sexual assault, sexual harassment are not about 
um, love and intimacy. <laughs> That's about right. So right. Well, someone might say they are, but they're not. That's <laughs> <Yeah>. a lie. <laughs> sure. So dominating and avoiding domination, let's say. And, um, or someone trying to, um, you know, uh, uh, have power over you, control you. Um, and the, um, the, the, so, so the, first of all, standing in that, I, that you and I, people, have the opportunity to be responsible for the choices that they make in life. Responsible for um, the, 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 just responsible for their choices, responsible for their self-expression, responsible for, for um, uh, who they allow to get to, to into their sphere. Like, let's just stand there, you're responsible. And um, you have all the power to say. That's what I mean by responsible. You have the power to say. And um, so, so rather than training people to be a reaction to some kind of a, an assault, we, we created self-offense as, 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 a, as a way for people to be in the world proactively establishing boundaries and and what we call turning the interview around so so by the interview i mean if if um scott i'm like now i'm like already tangled down deep into a <laughs> <laughs> tangled oh, tangle. no, how do i explain this <laughs> um <laughs> so you really can't explain the workshop you people people need to come and do the workshop <laughs> but the um but but there's a premise that um that Look, in my experience, and and it bears out statistically that most attacks be begin with some form of relatedness, yeah. some some form of getting to know you. Either you just meet someone, you know, it's a it's a like a first time meeting, and it happens quickly, or it's over the period of a date, or the period of weeks when you're getting to know somebody, or you know, you've known them for years and years. Yeah. There is some form of getting. There's some period of getting to know you. Now, we at Self Offense, we're gonna get into that. We we want to interrupt that. Um, that space before something bad happens and we call that space opportunity and interview so the that if it is a um someone who's out to dominate someone like specifically to assault them to control them then then they're going to interview that person to see whether or not they're they're amenable to that Right, right. They're easily controlled or manipulated. Right, right. And and so we're calling that an interview. You're, they're interviewing the perpetrator is interviewing for the job of victim, and or interview you could say playing the role of victim. Right, right. And so we say we'll turn that interview around, and that's using self offense, and we give people tools to actually turn the interview around to discover whether or not someone is out to dominate them against their will right right 
they're gonna they're gonna force them and and so we give some very simple tools to to do that specifically um, you know saying no which is a big conversation for people because it's never as simple as just say no right, right, um, right. and we really you know we kind of take that apart and and look at um, you know that that action called say no and using it in that particular way so that you can protect yourself so that you never have to fight your way out of anything. Yeah. You never have to fall, quote unquote, victim to something. And look, and if, if it bears out that you do get, quote unquote, attacked, then you for yourself are left with, look, I, I did everything I right. saw that I could do. Right. And you're really like complete about the actions you took and the actions that you didn't take. Right. And that was, that was what you did and didn't do and the best you could do under the circumstances. And boy, oh boy, now is that a paradigm shift for people? Yeah, I mean, look, I've taken the self-offense workshop for anyone that's gonna be watching this and is curious about it. And one of the things that I found helpful about it was that it incorporated the idea of kinetic learning and practice into the discussion about how to deter potential attackers during that interview process, as well yeah. as, as you indicated earlier, an explanation and an understanding of what the interview process is so you can recognize it when it happens. Now, I'll be blunt. Part of what was so interesting about the self-offense class that I took was that it put me in a position of something I really have never experienced as an adult, which is most people do not look at me and say, let me interview him for an assault. They yeah. tend to, in my observation, want to go for those that they view as physically weaker or mentally vulnerable. Mm -hmm. But one of the things that it forced me to do was put myself in the position of someone who might be that way. And I like the fact that you really incorporated people practicing responding yeah. on the street or dealing with awareness and be, you know practicing being aware of how people were looking at them or how they were walking and how they were walking so that you're preventing things before they happen i also think that one of the things that this was interesting um to me with regards to was the idea that by practicing you be actually begin to live a certain way. And that tied into my own experience as a martial artist, which was by practicing being a martial artist over and over, I gradually began to identify as one, which is something yeah. God knows I never thought I would be before, you know, certain people decided to um, talk me into doing it and, and, and having my own agency. Of course, I went and I did it over and over. Talk to me a little bit about your feelings about that, if you have any, because you're someone I might add who has gone through a lot of personal transformation and changed your identity and how you present in the world significantly even over the time that I've known you yeah it's um you know it's it's uh, I think what we do really well um Scott and thank you so much for the opportunity to to um expand on this and to share this I think what we do really well in self-offense is we have it be relevant in people's lives so where, you know, some of the information that we make available is available in books. It's not even new to people. Oh, say no to set a boundary. People are like, duh. Yeah. 
Um, well, what for- does that mean? <laughs> I, I, I've read books yeah, about setting exactly. boundaries. How do I apply it? I don't, you know, that's yeah, hard. Exactly. Especially if you're not confident or that isn't something you were trained to do. Yeah. So we give people the opportunity to, to actually look for themselves. You know, why don't they? Um, you know, what did they say um, instead of saying no? You know, we just really, we have an, people have an opportunity to own the conversation and see themselves in it. And I think that is a real um, game changer for people. Um, the other thing is that for, and we've have had many, many men in um, these workshops, have taught this workshop to thousands of people since mm-hmm. 2003 and globally. And um, many, many, many men uh, have been in the workshop and, you know, a few, a smaller proportion are, you know, would describe themselves as you described yourself. Like, you know, you're a big guy, you know, you're more likely to be the people, the, the person that people are afraid of, not the one that's going to be picked on. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, and what is there for um, men to discover, not just men, but people who don't maybe see themselves as, as being, um, uh, um, easy prey um, is that you get to see how you're on the other side of the conversation, right? Potentially, like where don't you? And this is for everybody, but where don't you get? Where don't you um, listen to someone's no? Where do you push boundaries? Where do you talk people out of something? Where do you manipulate? Because right. the the point is, is this is a the conversation that we look at in the workshop is about as normal and frankly boring as conversations get. Mm-hmm. And yet it is, it is the conversation that led up to a, to an extreme wow. sexual assault. Right. And so you're really left with like, wow, like that, like, like it was so simple. It was like all there, but in plain sight, but it's so wow. ordinary, you don't recognize it. So you get to see yourself on both sides of the conversation. Yeah. And, you know, a dear friend of ours took the workshop, who's also mm-hmm. a big guy. You know, <laughs> Who might that be? And <laughs> we'll leave that person alone. To say? <laughs> but we know who he is. And he is big and he's strong and he's tough and he's intimidating. Exactly. And he was like, oh my God, I don't take no for an answer. And then he had to really look like, oh, is that the way I want to be viewed in life? Is that who I want to be? And then had an opportunity to, you know, develop himself out of the workshop. Yeah. And then the other thing that came up and comes up for us frequently is the, this, this, this culture that many people are raised in where, where um, you know, I'm going to say, I'm going to use the binary here, but it's not limited to that, but where men are... Um, men are actually conditioned to not take no for an answer. Yeah. And then women are conditioned to go along yeah. with and to be nice. And all. so you have this, like, it's, it's just like, it's inevitable that this breakdown would occur. And it is a breakdown. And we do stand in that this is a breakdown more often than not. This is a breakdown in communication. Well, what you're also pointing at is something that is deeper than purely 
physical violence, although I know that the focus of self-offense is with regards to actual physical harassment of some sort or another. But emotional harassment is behind all of that and involved in it. And one of the powerful things about self-offense and about the work you do generally is a reset around the dialogue and the discourse in verbal sorts of um, high pressure situations or boundary crossings. You know, I used to work for a large um, New York City agency. It had, a, I think, a billion dollar budget and massive staff. And I was in a position of significant leadership. And I was on a phone call with a group of people in which the agency's chief psychiatrist, it was a social service agency, she said, you know, it was a project that we were working on that I was leading the implementation on, although her team was assisting. And she said during the meeting, Scott has a way for anyone listening of putting unbelievable, intense pressure on you to get what he wants the pressure will be unbearable. Sometimes it's easier if you just say yes. And that's something that even you now saying suddenly came back to me. Because yeah. in the back of my mind, I had a reasonable level of positional authority, but yeah. I knew I had those other psychological tools. I had my voice. Yeah. I had the ability to stomp down the hall and stand there over your desk and look ominous and say, when is the project done, right? And it got response. And that's the sort of thing where someone who might not have had the sort of training that you had might yeah. not have, right, might have seen that as an ordinary part of the culture. Unfortunately, yelling and screaming and very demonstrative expressions of displeasure. I got it, but hang, I got to stop. Part of that culture, please that you see that now in this conversation is what has the workshop be valuable and valuable beyond um, whether or not, um, you know, uh, you know, it, it, it is bigger than avoiding sexual assault and harassment. It's bigger than that because people really do have an opportunity to see themselves in their everyday lives and how they interact, you know, both in, in, in the potential to dominate and the, the, also the, the potential to avoid domination or succumb to domination. And we get to see, oh, wow, like, like in life, this is how we are. And people are given permission to say no. They're given permission to, um, to, to um, set boundaries. They're, um, you know, given an opportunity to, to expand and grow if that's something that they, that they um, see for themselves. And also, they're also acknowledged for how many, how much self-offense we already practice. Right. And that there is no right way to do it. There's how you do it and then you being responsible for the actions that you take and not take. Also, I wondered to the extent to which you agree with the following statement. Someone's ego is their own responsibility and not yours. Because I'm hearing sometimes when you push back against boundaries, that's an, at least a potential ego injury to the person who might have been attempting to assert that dominance. Or do you feel like that's another issue oh, altogether? Oh, 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 no. So we have, I, I love it. So here's what, I'm not sure if I'm answering the question, but this is what I hear um, possibly. So we have a, um, a conversation that we have that we call saving face. And, um, you know, if, if, if I am, if I am particularly publicly, it could be private as well, but if somebody 
say, let's say in this, in the um, sexual harassment um, arena, this is right. where you would probably see it. And this has been more and more prevalent. If you ask me since the hashtag me too movement, mm. there's a kind of a freedom for um, women to come back at what they perceive is, you know, a violation of their own boundaries to come back at that with vitriol, with shaming, with, um, you know, their own aggressiveness. And while that is a valid response, we advocate for kindness and for compassion and for um, leaving a human being, another human being, potentially better than you found them because that's the world we want to live in. Wow. And also because it can protect you. So if you're in a public situation and someone is like up in your face and they're like, yo baby, or yo, yeah, whatever. And you're like, yeah, F you. Now you're like two people in, you know, potentially like upping. So we, we, we look for the opportunity to save face. So what I hear you saying ego, but like to like just save somebody's ego, not shame them. So they have an out that where they can save face. So it could be something like, um, you know, I just had a friend of mine share with me, you know, this guy was like, do you want to have, um, do you know, do you want to have sex with me? And he said this to her, like complete stranger out in front of her building. And she, and she was, she said, no, I'm married. And, um, you know, which is like given a, a good reason. Yeah. Um, but like a simple, like, thank you. No, thank you. <laughs> no, yeah. thank you. Not interested, you know, <laughs> yeah. rather, than a, rather than a, you know, F you, how dare you, yeah. you know, to, you don't have to shame somebody that uh, that's clear, right? Well, it's thinking about interpersonal relationships in a strategic manner at all times, not necessarily a purely reactive one. The reactive response to me would be like, I've got to have the last word. I am going to shame you because you shamed me. The more strategic approach is exactly what you're talking about, at least to my ears. If not outright preserving the relationship and conceivably elevating it, at least not escalating and adding to the emotional violence and toxicity in the world. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Uh, uh, and we all have a choice, you know. I'm, again, I'm not saying, look, if, if what works for you and what is valid for you and, you know, what you can hold your head up after doing is, you know, coming back at somebody, you know, with big guns, then go for it. I really, you know, and I, I'm inviting people to look at where we can create compassion and space. Right. It's a beautiful thing. Michelle, this has been an amazing conversation as always. Can you talk to us a little bit about where people can find out more about you and your history and how they can connect with you? Sure. So we have, um, you know, our, we have our martial arts school here in Manhattan and our website, our school is called Ken Wakan and uh, the website is kenwakan.com. We're also, you can find us on Instagram under karate NYC can Google Karate NYC, and that's where we come right up at the top. Um, and then self-offense is self-offense.com. 
And you can also find us on Facebook and Instagram under that name. And we welcome, we welcome inquiries. We welcome participation. You want to join our team. If you have an interest in bringing self-offense to your community, we do online courses now, thanks to the um, current paradigm we're all living in and, um, and also in per person as appropriate. And briefly, what's the name of your book? My book is Brain Breaks for the Classroom, published by Scholastic Teaching Resources. Thank you very much. And it's in <laughs> second edition. I'm very proud of that book and the difference I know it makes for teachers in the classroom with kids. You should be proud of it. And it yeah. <laughs> should, as a matter of fact, be proud of everything that you have done in this world that you put out into it and to the um, for the future you're helping to create. So <laughs> Michelle Gay, it has been a true pleasure having you. Everyone out there watching or listening to this, thank you for joining us. We will be back with our next episode soon. Until then, I am checking out. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Join our community today at PurposeHighway.com and subscribe to get notified when new episodes go live. Scott Mason, checking out.